Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Today, we're going to be speaking with Michael Mendeza. He's going to be joining us here today. The life and insights of Joseph Chilton Pierce. Uh, one, of the, one of the things I want to say, one of the things I want to say about this is each of us have mentors in our lives. Um, you all have heard me mentor, mention my mentor, uh, Victor Frankel, and many people of, you know, generations now being born and coming into their own don't know who Victor Frankel is. And, you know, whenever I work or coach um, um, women, mostly, uh, and men, uh, the first thing I do is I buy them a copy of Victor Frankel's book. Next in line is to talk about, not just about what Viktor Frankl did, but a man by the name of Joseph Chilton Pierce. And here's what I want to say, because what Michael has done is he's taken these life and insights of Joseph Chilton Pierce. And when you think about this and you look at who is this person and what are the insights, and what really draws us to write a book about seven of his most influential books? What happens is you not you, you not only get, gain insights into what you should know, but you gain absolutely levels of awakening for what you can do. And so throughout this book, um, what Michael has done, he has really tapped in to what it means, even from an early age, you know, when you're coming through the cosmic age and you come through that cosmic age as a cosmic egg and then moving through your life as a magical child. And as a matter of fact, I just wrote an article um, uh, that we submitted to a magazine, myself and Mark Anthony, uh, about manifestation. And one of the things I talked about is something I call the manifestation mojo. And, and when I thought about writing this, I was really struck by the fact, how did I come to learn this? And Benny, will, Benny and I have been taking this journey 17 years. And so here we are, Benny, April Fool's Day, right? Yeah. April 1st. Mm -hmm. And Olivia's here with us too. And here we are. And I'll tell you what I was struck by, Benny. I went back and I listened to some of the uh, original shows we did, uh, some of them even back in 2003, but definitely 2004. Ah, the crust-busting days. The crust-busting days. And, uh, and one of the things that hit me was how much I've learned and how grateful I am that this venue was presented to me. And I also am extremely grateful for the guidance I got to say yes. And not just yes one time, but at one point in time, Benny, and I don't know if you remember, but I was doing 14 hours a week. I love this. And not just here, 10 hours on KKNW for sure. And then I was doing Voice America, and then I was doing BBS, then I was doing Healthy Life, then I was doing the CBS. At one point, I don't know if you remember, but at one point I was doing all of those because I couldn't get enough. I couldn't get enough of this knowledge, this wisdom, insights. And so when I think about what we're talking about today, about looking at Pierce's vision of human potential and doing that from the 1950s until the end of his life, I'm thinking about who 
touched him on the shoulders. Mm. What was it that magically gave him insights so that all of us can learn? And, you know, what is it that hit Michael, Michael Mendeza, to sit down and write a book, The Life and Insights of Joseph Chilton Pierce, Astonishing Capacities and Self-Inflicted Limitations. So here we are. We talk about this. And Benny, this is the old crust-busting stuff. Right. We talked about, man, we know we've got this capacity, but boy, what are the layers of crust that show us limitation? And by the way, Benny, in the article I wrote, um, and, and Mark Anthony and I, both of us wrote this article, we, we're not sure if it's been accepted yet, but I couldn't help myself but reference the crust. And we had so much fun with that. And I have to tell you, ever since we started to talk about it again, I've gotten a bunch of emails from people that uh, or in messages that have come in to say, why aren't you doing that crust busting thing anymore? And so we're planning to at least have one show a week that will be under that venue, right? Um, and so what was it about that that people really related to? You know, two things come to mind. One, I had just graduated from school really short period of time. And I wasn't supposed to do this. Question mark, question mark. I wasn't supposed to do this. I was supposed to pop off of a, let me just call it a seven year academic journey, research, dissertation, postdoctorate. I don't know if you know this, Benny, I even did a study with Boeing, the Boeing Union. Ah. I know, right? And then I was supposed to get a big fat corporate job. You know what I'm saying, Benny? Oh, like yeah. The big, mm-hmm. Oh, like the big mm-hmm. one. It's like, oh, come work for us and we're going to give you this like big salary. And, you know, do you want a car? <sighs> how many, how many weeks of vacation do you want? And come on over here and, you know, you're going to work with us on our change management stuff. And, and Benny, I got to tell you, after you study broken promises for seven years, seven years, and you have 1200 pages of interview notes, they ain't no way. (laughs) They just no way. Ain't no way. Was that Aretha? Who sang that song? Ain't no way. Just ain't no way. No amount of money. No amount of opportunity. No amount of we're just going to pay for all your relocation. No amount of vacation. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because I cracked open the crust. And I let the light out of the bag. Just crack that crust. Just like boom. So what do you do with your life then? You know, what do you do in the words of Joseph Chilton Pierce? And I I want to tell you what this is, because I talked about magical child the other day. But what happens, right, when you get through all of that? You know, what happens when you get through all of that? And then you come to some interesting phrases, interesting insights, even on April Fool's Day. And you read something like, there was a child went forth every day, and the first object he looked upon, that object he became. And that object became part of him for the day, or a certain part of the day, or for many years, or stretching cycles of years. See, this is it. There was a child went forth every day, and the first object he or she looked upon, that object he or she became. See, isn't that what happens to us? But what happens when we live on the teeter-totter edge of making decisions that nobody else around us is going to be like, yay, you made that decision. What happens when you have to do it? And see, for me, that's what I'm reflecting upon now. And I reflect upon it every day. I think about what are the decisions facing me now? You know, what is it about self-doubt that becomes so enormously 
crusty. And you know it and you see it. And the sweat is pouring down your face. And you know that if you don't make that decision that takes you towards your dream, you will wake up in the middle of the night screaming, why didn't I do it? That's crust. But what happens when you do make that decision? What happens when you do dial a wrong phone number and you think your friends are really punking you? Because that's what April Fool's is a little bit. April Fool's is like stepping into a reality that doesn't really exist and fool yourself about its magic and mystical meaning. That's what April Fool's is to me. And yet at the same time, how many of us have had jokes and pranks played on us and really felt the reality of them that really stepped into it and really bought into it. I've got to tell you, in my lifetime, I have had so many people do some things like that. You know, it's just I'm not a real jokester, Benny. I don't know if you know that. I'm really awful at telling jokes, number one. Um, But I'm not a prankster. That's Linda. Isn't that Linda's department? That is. Oh, yes. I do remember that's her area of expertise. That is. Along with a few other things. No, I didn't call her out like that. But like, I remember, though, some of the older shows, she was the one that always did the pranking. Absolutely. And you're like, come on now. (laughs) And my friend Ronnie. Oh, that. Her too. Yep. Yep. Oh my God. Ronnie, mm-hmm. so what is a joke? So I come home one day and I lived in Green Lake <laughs> and I come home and I'm, you know, putting my coat, hanging it up blah, 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 blah. and I and I go out towards the back of the house. Right. There's a little porch out there and I go towards the back of the house house because I like to open the door and let some. And, and this is my friend Ronnie, prankster Ronnie. Right. And so. I had a moment where I opened that door and what I saw, I was like stunned. I stood in my, uh, honestly, I just stood there like shocked at what was in my little hallway. So I want to ask you, have you ever been fooled to the point where you become immobile, where you're not able to move? where you have a different level of awakening. But here's the interesting thing about that. And and this is, I'm not the prankster. So that thing that was placed in my little, small, little area walkway just brought me to tears. When we come back from break, I want to tell you what that is. But more importantly, I want to talk with quantum physics and the realm of what children are learning to do despite the agony and the ecstasy of a COVID-19 pandemic. We're going to take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. How do you feel? Just okay? Well, how about you tune in and get ready to be more with The Healing Hour with me, Doc Martin, every third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I'm ready for your questions, and I can't wait to help you find the answers. Every month, we'll have a new live call-in show with innovative topics and a powerful hour of healing. To learn more about me, visit DrSharonMartin.com. See you there. I'm going to be here. You won't want to miss it. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you live your best life. The Live the Good Life Show, connecting your physical and spiritual self every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Find Sabrina at the right, W-R-I-G-H-T, balance.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. 
The Power of Inspiration and Awakening Radio with Juliet Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific. We'll take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Welcome to Light Body Wisdom with internationally known Light Body Whisperer, Grace Home. She will make you laugh and yawn as you release lifetimes of trauma and begin to feel much lighter. Your divine gifts may be activated, allowing you to weave light into the fabric of the world. Are you ready to be your own light and shine? For more information about Grace, visit gracegehome.com. That's gracegehome.com. Oh, I love that, Benny. Benny, do you have the old crust-busting intro? I don't know if you still have that. Uh, I'm going to have to look for that All one. Right. Please uh, stand by. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Have a, happy April Fool's Day. I am doing this show today with Mr. Benny Mathers and my producer on Transformation Talk Radio, Olivia, is joining us here today. So we're just going to kick it up. We're still talking about... Um, we're still talking about Joseph Chilton Pierce. Now, let me just tell you, he was an excellent, let me just fill you in. And then we're going to talk about what I found in that hallway. You know, Joseph was this uh, ex- expert child development and devoted his entire life, right? I mean, think about this. This was like his thing. This like his shtick. His entire life to optimum development and astonishing capacities within each individual human being okay so here's what he did 12 visionary books now keep this in mind he was born 1926 and passed away on 2016 you know he's one of these people where you think hard about who you want to interview and you try to do it and you just don't get to it in time and he's one of those people for me But Michael is picking that up. So 12 books, thousands of lectures. And what he did is blended my favorite, my totally favorite, why crust busting was born, (laughs) blending of cutting edge science and spirituality. See, I love this. I love this. And Dr. Stephanie Mines and I were talking about this yesterday. And we were talking about how it just is impossible or was impossible when we studied and got our degrees to even say the word spirituality. As a matter of fact, I couldn't even say the word astrology. My my chair at the time who became the head of the department literally blacklisted me because he saw a picture of me. Benny, remember this? with two thunder eggs in my hand mm-hmm. and thunder eggs. I dug them up over in California here when I was in route and they're kind of cool. I I'm going to see if Linda can get it and bring it in here for me. Um, but he thought they were crystals. See, think about this. How archaic is that? When we think about where we are today, that you're going to blacklist me because I'm holding two crystals in my hand in 2003 and 2004 and 2005 and that's not too long ago but this is april fools and in my typical crust busting way i had to think about things and i thought about pranks so i come home right and i am an animal lover and benny we're olivia we're going to be playing some of the psas from PETA. i have a great relationship with PETA and the founder of PETA, and we're going to be playing some of those so i'm a real animal lover just fyi you know that benny i've done shows about the mustangs yes 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 you name it Mm -hmm. i don't even kill spiders i mean i will i will chase the spider around my house for 20 minutes just to take it outside and put it in the flower bed or something. So you can imagine what happened to me on this day. As I walk in my house, I come to this really small porch area. And I'm telling you, Benny, it's like about four feet by four feet, maybe. It's small. It's like a little area. And right there on the top of the counter is this gigunda head It's got to be like a deer head with the antlers, right? It was gigantic. It like took half the space out there. 
and and the eyes, the eyes of this this deer. And I just looked into the eyes of this deer and I was like, and I just like WTF and I just cried. Now, of course, I didn't know that this was Ronnie that put it there. I, I didn't understand any of that. April Fool's Day. Happy, happy April Fool's. And I just bawled my eyes out. And, and I called at the time my friend Melanie who lived in Bothell and I'm in Green Lake. And I said, you guys got to come over here and get this out of here. And so what is it about April Fools that people love to play pranks? And how often has a, a prank been played on you that maybe wasn't a prank? Now, the flip side of that is April Fool things that have happened. And I've laughed about them. Just absolutely hysterical because I love laughing at myself. But what is it about looking at ourselves and looking at ourselves in a way that helps us better understand who we are? But in the terms of Joseph and Chilton Pierce, you know, when you're looking at self and boy, this is what he did. This is what he did. And, and now Michael uh, Mendiza is looking at this complete guide of vision and transcendent human potential. And I love talking about human potential. I love doing shows like this. I love, you know, creating a network. I just love what we're about to do and bring more people from all over the world to help others so that we can live at the highest level of capacity we have. But there are some things that we think about and Pierce has commented on things. He's drawn from personal conversations. And, and so what does a Joseph Chilton Pierce say. Now, I know, Olivia, you've got a bunch of quotes. So from your perspective and getting ready for the show today, jump in, give me a little insight on what you found that really struck a chord for you. Yeah, yeah, you know, I found a quote, and I wasn't intending to use this in relation to April Fool's Day at all, but it totally fits, and I'll just read it to you. It's Play is the only way the highest intelligence of humankind can unfold. And I think that I think that's quite fitting, don't you? Wow. It is. I mean, that is really interesting. So let's just let's just talk the three of us. Um, what do you consider your playtime? And I all of us are very busy. I can only imagine what Benny's <laughs> Benny's life is with. But what is the playtime? What is that thing? that really hits your heart that enables you to play and you know this was this is an important quote that you brought to the forefront because uh, i love that aspect of development and i'm sure that came from uh, also you know his conversation about expanding and blending spirituality and science right because play is a form of flow um i love to play ping pong table tennis right you know, when I'm playing, I, everything stops for me, right? But it isn't the only thing I like to do. I'm really quite an introvert. Many people look at me and say, that is not true. It's really true. It means that after a show like this or after spending a day like this, you're going to be hard-pressed to even find me, right? I'm probably sitting on my couch waiting to watch Godzilla and King Kong or something. But what do you guys do for yourself as play? Olivia, what do you do? Uh, you know, I've got quite a few different hobbies that are definitely playtime for me. I mean, I, I do play music, so that's definitely one form of play. Cool. Um, and then I, I like to collect things. I, I, I go beachcombing a lot. So <laughs> I um, and foraging also I've I've gotten into foraging in the last few years. And and, you know, that's kind of more of a practical thing, I guess. But it, it's very much a play practice for me because I just take such great joy from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. God, I love that too. Are you like, uh, I love to pick up stones and stuff from the beach. Mm -hmm. Do you do those things? Oh my gosh. You should see my house. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only problem I ran into with that was I didn't understand the rules in Hawaii and you are not allowed to take anything off the that's Island. Right. Yep, yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, it's like, 
uh, my friend really caught me in time because I forget what happens if you take lava or something off there. I think you get a lifetime of dread. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. something like yeah, it's like a, a curse thing. It's like yeah. a curse, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Benny, what do you like to do for fun? Uh, let's see here. Well, other than uh, hanging with the boys, because that's usually eating up some of my time now, because I got to manage them outside of school, which uh, they yep. actually returned this week for the first time. So they're back wow. at it. Just partial day, just a couple hours, and then uh, they do other stuff virtually. Um, try to get out there in the open, enjoy the sunshine, you know, because it's coming back into the picture for the Seattle area. Um, sold the Volkswagen last summer, so I got a new project on hand. That's a new little Mercedes, so I'm kind of working on that. Oh, what um, year? It's a 93 190E, so it's like a uh, little compact, uh, like sedan. How cool is that? Yeah, well, it wasn't running very well, so I'm now, you know, going through the, why isn't it working? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of those little projects. So I like to tinker. You know, I'm a big tinkerer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're a tinker and builder too. Yep. Uh, do you, uh, let me ask you this question. And, and Olivia, I don't know if this is true for you. Um, you know that I, I just got uh, two new knees, right? Yes. I mean, you're bionic. Like, you're, you're bionic. I'm bionic. Yeah, I'm right. totally bionic. I'm totally <laughs> like, I just, you know, I asked my doctor, when do I have to oil these? Um, <laughs> That's probably not a good thing. You should. <laughs> I think technology has advanced a little further than that, I'm hoping. Oh, my God. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing to see the x-rays. It was so weird to see the x-rays. And, and yet, I had to do it because mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine not playing ping pong. And so many pe people talking about COVID, right? I'm looking at COVID and not only am I excited about doing things that I never would have done during this time, but as a network, we're able to do things probably that we wouldn't have had time to do or think about. Do you miss some of the stuff, B, that you used to do and I used to do? Like Benny and I, we grew up playing softball, right? Yeah. And I love to watch it. I had a vision the other day that I was still able to play. I don't think that's going to work. But I, do you miss it? Yeah, from time to time. I, I miss being my in my mid-20s, just, <laughs> you know, fluid as can be, no pain, and could do anything. You know, sky's the limit, all of the adages, you know, that you want to throw at it. And, you know, you wake up the next day and you're like, yeah, let's do this again, you know? But yep, now exactly. it's like, are you, yeah, now it's like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> Oh, man, like you need like another day off there, son. <laughs> and, you know, it's interesting as I was reading this book about Joseph Chilton Pierce, and we'll talk about this when we come back, Olivia, maybe you can pull up some quotes, you know, because he's talking about human potential, you know, and he's talking about evolution and de-evolution and, and he's talking about our capacity. And so one of the things I was re reading in his book, you know, it had to do with the missing stage. And I was thinking about this. And I, I looked at how many years, Benny, um, because, you know, when you go to the doctor and they ask you, like, why do you want to do this? What are you and what's your history? Right. You know, what is it that happened early on? And then you reflect back and you look at all the injuries. Like my first injury was when I was 19 and I just crushed my knee. Right. You know what that's like, Benny. You did the same thing. I, I didn't crush. I tore my knee, but the same thing. Exactly. Same difference. Same, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Same idea. Mm -hmm. And you go back and you start to think about this and you think about the stamina. And I looked at this today and I said, you know, I still have that stamina, but my purpose is different, right? My energy is going in a different place. So when we come back, we're going to talk about capacity. I love that phrase, but can you reach your unlimited potential without some street smart spirituality can you let's take a short break when we come back we'll talk about that and i'm going to give you a couple of tips on my manifestation mojo everybody and olivia's got another quote and i don't know if benny's going to hit us with a jackhammer we'll be right back Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. 
Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles shares stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. You're driven, and it totally shows. Your career is taking off, you're killing it in the mom game. But did your health needs make it on the plate this week? Tune in to the Boss Up Babe radio show, where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up, and thrive. Every second and fourth Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Become the boss babe you were meant to be. To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365DailyHustle.com. Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or visit Susan's website at SusanDolce.com. Imagine you are a ball of steel, smooth, small, and cool to the touch. Your life will soften you with fire. You will take hits that shape you. You will be forged into a powerful, purposeful work of art. Tune in to Forging a Life with Coach Christine Clark. Join in Dr. Pat Basile in a three-part series, Truths in the Creation of Katana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Christine Clark, a gifted, engaging speaker and trainer who has forged her life in the fires of self-employment, will take you on a journey to exploring the internal, mental, and emotional blocks that stand between us and a life of significance through an analogy of the process of crafting a traditional Japanese sword or katana. For more information about Christine, visit sunglowtransformation.com. That's a crust-busting moment. Yeah, everybody, welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm here with Benny, Olivia. We're kicking it up. We're talking about April Fools, but we're also talking about human capacity. So we were talking during the break about, you know, what some April Fools jokes are that are not very funny, right? (laughs) There are some things that happen where people think this is the fun. This is like the funnest thing in the world. Getting a letter from your boss that looks like a termination letter not so funny, not so funny. That is just needs a big jackhammer crust busting. Um, tweeting uh, like Russell Wilson did. I don't know, Benny. Is that like a funny or not so funny? Uh, so I was just pulling that up. We were talking about it and it, there's a big fallout from it. And yeah. And I think Olivia mentioned too at the break uh, that it can be funny, but <laughs> Excuse me. That was a real sneeze. Uh, that wasn't a fake April Fool's. Uh, it, it can be so so frustrating because there's such so intense moments around ide- you know, thoughts and topics like this. Like, how could you not like play fools and then have the right? You know what I mean? Have the right mind. Like, yeah. that's, that's messed up. That's kind of twisted in your head. Like, that's really messed up. Oh, by the way, he's but, not going to Chicago right now. Just to let everybody know. But, but here, let's talk about this for one moment. <laughs> Because he just put an intention in motion, and we're talking about Mm -hmm. Chilton Pierce right here. And so we're talking about how we set the stage for a future, right, and what that means. Now, let me just tell you another thing about Russell Wilson, Mm -hmm. because I could see me doing something like this. The dude is a Sagittarian. So let's just start out with that. Open mouth, insert foot. Let's just get there. But you see that tweet, Benny. Right, Olivia, don't you think that set an intention of sorts? And it's not something you could get back once you once you put that little jokey thing in there. What exactly did he say, Benny? Do you do you have it? Well, it's started uh, initially. I'm trying to read through the the official tweet. It's from a tweet uh, Twitter handle at NFL Memes. 
Yeah. And it says the Windy City just got dangerous. Yeah. And then it says AP. But some people just skip right over like the the, the highlighted or the, excuse me, the smaller little areas. And it says, you know, April Fool's like you got to look really right. close. But people right. just flash it. They see it. They make their comment. And it's like, uh, did you not know what today is? And then other people are falling back uh, saying I could smell this yesterday. So that would be someone that actually took the time to look at it and be like, yeah. oh, I see. Yeah. So. And you know, be careful what you ask for, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we all know that one. We all know that. Um, you know, but we are talking about, you know, kind of setting intention and human potential. And Olivia, in preparation for today's show, you really did a little deeper dive into Joseph Chilton Pierce. What are some of the things that you found that you came up with that really got your attention? Yeah, yeah. So I found another quote here that this one I think stuck with me the most. And it, it says, to live a creative life, we must lose our fear of being wrong. Mm. <laughs> just breathe, everybody. Right? Let's just, <laughs> let's just breathe on that. You know, when I learned this, and let's talk about this. Olivia, what does that mean from your perspective? Because obviously you were drawn to that, but boy, is that a powerful lesson. Yeah. What, what was your insight into that when you saw that quote, that, that, that insight from him? Well, I think that um, your creativity can expand when you, as with your learning, right? So, and I just feel like it's really impossible to learn if you're not acknowledging when you're wrong or, um, getting hung up on being right you know so if you can let that go and acknowledge when you're wrong then you can expand you know your intelligence and 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 therefore you know be more creative and and be making cooler things right yeah yeah benny what did that mean to you when you heard that <laughs> i think olivia summed it up perfectly for me i think she, she summed it up it. how do we get a lesson like that Right. So it took me a while to get that lesson. Um, I work for a woman named Mary Louise Smith and love got to love Mary Louise Smith. Uh, she was the first woman I had ever worked for. Right. Outside of being in the mailroom. Right. When I was in the mailroom when I first worked with a phone company. But here I was, I was a manager now and I had to manage a graphics group. And the idea was that I had not had a line job. So they thought, you can't get promoted to director, Pat, unless you get a line job. So they give me this line job in the graphics department. And the idea was basically shut the department down and outsource all graphics. And I couldn't do it. Um, but one of the things I could do is literally take the people that are not performing and move them out of the environment. Mary Louise Smith, though, had another idea. And she sat me down one day and she said, you're going to learn to ask the question, what problem am I? What part of the problem am I? What part of the problem am I? What part of the problem am I? And it was really hard at first to even understand what she was talking about. And then we made a pact, an agreement, what, what Chilton talks about, what, what, what Pierce talks about in this book about this bond. We made an agreement. And I can see her like it was yesterday, sitting there at her desk back in the day, just puffing on them cigarettes, right? It wasn't too long ago where people could sit and just smoke themselves to death in the offices. And even when you couldn't, she kept smoking in the offices. So it tells you a little bit about her. Um, sitting there and saying to me, we're not shutting down graphics. You need to figure out how to save graphics. And the hardest thing that I did along the lines of what you guys are talking about is I didn't have a clue. I had no clue. And I knew I needed to sit with the graphics people. And I knew I needed to get some insight. And I will tell you, it was the most humbling experience I've ever had. Because I don't know if you've ever worked with an entire three, um, three different schedules, teams of graphics people, highly created, highly skilled, artists, amazing in their own right and sit down, 
you who comes in who has no graphics experience at all and you're their boss. And I'll tell you, I got to the point where everything I'd learned about management wasn't going to work anymore. And I needed to really sit there and appreciate and learn what they did. And so this to me was the most difficult and yet the most inspiring. And not only did we together as a team turn it around, we automated it and we hid this from our management for eight months. (laughs) I mean, that shows you how visible management is when you convert an entire graphics department and bring in computers and computer-aided graphics and your top boss doesn't even know that you're spending that money. And we, we really took that and moved the level in the bar up and saved it. But one of the things I learned is you got to lead by example. And I'll never forget that. But also for me, I had to learn to get some feedback and be able to hear what people had to say. And I'm telling you, I'm still in a work in progress, especially about my creative projects. You know, when you get feedback from a client about something you're doing and they don't quite like it or they, they don't quite see it eye to eye with you, you have to humbly just suck up your ego and, and just learn to take in that feedback and ask yourself, what am I learning here? And I think that this is really an interesting time we're living in, both astrologically and lesson-wise. And to think about the capacity lessons that Joseph Chilton Pierce talked about, it really boils down to a page in his book where he talks about the biology of transcendence. And the hardest lesson that I've had to learn is the dialogue between the brain and the heart. And that, I think, is where we are today. Um, I don't know about you two, but during this pandemic, the dialogue between my brain and my heart has never been more active. Back and forth, back and forth, right? What is the mind doing? What is the mind saying? What is the mind thinking? But what's really in my heart? Have you guys ever faced anything like that? Personally, no, not as much on my side of things, Pat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Benny, you have to, you get feedback all the time. And well, yeah. You know, yeah. And isn't it a journey to really know what to do with that? Correct. It obviously depends on what the feedback is uh, <laughs> about or who or where, or, you know what I mean? So obviously it's uh-huh. the, the level at which you take it. I know. Or receive um, it. Olivia, what else really got your attention from from Joseph? Yeah, let's see. I've got a couple here. Uh, Olivia did her homework, Benny. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. This is another cool one. Um, we are shaped by each other. We adjust not to the reality of a world, but to the reality of other thinkers. Wow. What does that mean to you? I guess that reality is subjective, right? And that it's it's something that's personal to each person and that we are shaped by our interactions with each other and by our glimpses into each other's worlds, right? And that there's not a a reality of the world there's not a whole there's not a you know a real one right it's there's many different realities and it's it's about people and yeah I think that's my take on that I think it's really interesting too because we do shape each other I think you know every time I do a show or every time I you know have a conversation with someone you really walk away from it you know with more insight generally if you're open to it than not Um, funny little story about exactly what this quote points to is I saw the movie. I don't know if you guys saw it yet. Uh, promising young woman. I think that's the correct title promise. I I saw two movies lately that a couple of my buds were like, you got to see the movie. You got to see the movies. One was promising young woman and, you know, Carrie Mulligan is up for a bunch of awards for it. I think the movie took a couple of awards, Um, And I thought, I'm going to, okay, let me watch it because I love really the human dynamic. And clearly, you know, when somebody is wounded like this character, where do they go with it? And I, the other movie was funny, believe it or not, the Justice League, but it was a different version of the Justice League. 
And what they did was the producer and director had this other idea for how to present the Justice League. And it was, it's a four hour gig. It's like a four hour gig. And I remember thinking to myself, I, I'm not for it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't watch it. Cause I made my mind up already. But here's what happened. Watch both of those movies. Talking to people about Promising Young Woman. And my friend asked me, what did you think? And I said, I was really blown away by the ending. And I'm not going to tell you what the ending is because I don't like to give you, what is that, Benny, when you give the punchline to the thing? I don't want to do that. Like a teaser or like? No. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want a spoiler. Oh, spoiler. I don't want to be a spoiler. Right, right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what? I don't want to be like a crusty spoiler. But the ending of the movie got me. And to this moment, I'm thinking, could, have, could there have been another ending? Should there have been another ending? And why did I not want that ending to happen in that way? And, it, and I was talking to, you know, a, a friend of mine about it, and they had a totally different perspective on it. And something as simple as a movie really points to how we are affected or how we are influenced, even from Hollywood, when we look through the lens of another human being and their human struggle and what goes on in their lives. And I think that right now... I'm really struck by being more aware of the struggles all of you are going through. And some of you are not struggling, but, but new things are happening during this pandemic. We are forever changed. Our interactions with each other, how we are shaped by each other as we follow certain guidelines and rules that we didn't have before. And, you know, I was interested in that from his perspective. But one of the things, too, that I'm struck by is the rebirth of spirit that he talks about. And I, I think that the rebirth of spirit is happening because we find ourselves now at a bottom, as we would call it, right? At a, at a place where so many things in our lives have changed, but in, in our case, Benny, Olivia, we've been able to continue forward and bring great shows and conversations to people and keep these positive insights and messages moving forward and think about ways to be super more innovative. I mean, and look at the preparation that both Benny and Olivia did today for the show. You know, the quotes, um, the pictures, the emphasis, the preparation. If you're watching on Facebook, you're seeing the television version of this. Um, if you're listening through AM 1150, you're hearing it. Um, and that takes preparation. You know, that takes this idea of how we shape each other then to create something fresh and new that wasn't there before. And that's what happened on this show. Something fresh, something new happened on this show where we are each now influenced by the reality of the other. And that is how we get to bring this to you. I don't know, Olivia, if you've got any more quotes that we could, we could kind of bring this all to a close. Yeah, let's see. I've got one more. Go um, for it. We have a cultural notion that if children were not engineered, if we did not manipulate them, they would grow up as beasts in the field. This is the wildest fallacy in the world. Read that again. That is a goodie. Go ahead. We have a cultural notion that if children were not engineered, if we did not manipulate them, they would grow up as beasts in the field. This is the wildest fallacy in the world. Wow. What do you think about that one? Um, I guess <laughs> my read on that is that, uh, that a lot of that I guess human development is kind of like a natural thing that occurs and that we don't need to have our hands all over it all the time. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you can just let them, let them grow and they will. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, I'm right there with you, Benny. What do you think about that? Cause you got two boys. <laughs> 
I mean, we, we all are faced with how, how, how much input slash control, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it's really interesting because you, you run into the same thing as a leader, as a manager, as a company owner, how much, how much is, is enough, how little is, to, is too little. And you think about what happens if you remove the shackles of control, and I love that quote. I love that quote. I think that's one of those quotes we need to pull out and ask people what they think about that. Uh, because what's happening during COVID-19 is parents and children alike have had to have a new umbrella, a new cocoon by which to shape each other and live each other's lives. And what does that look like? Um, Thank you, you guys. Thank you both for today. And thank you for all that you have done in your preparation for this show. Uh, we were, many of you are tuning in. We were hoping to have Michael Mendiza join us here today. We're going to have to get him back. Uh, but we still went and talked about the life and insights of Joseph Chilton Pierce. Olivia's got images that are going up about that. And so this book is more than just fascinating, but it really pulls together the best of the best that Pierce brought to the table. And so all of us out there get to step into the mythology of being great. And he talks about that in the book. You know, he says only genuine mover and movers and shakers, whether whether or not we care for the nature of their moves or shake, capture the imagination and qualify as targets for such historical movements of mind. See, I love this. Only genuine movers and shakers, whether or not we care for the nature of their moves or shakes, capture the imagination and qualify as targets for such historical movements of mind. And he talks through this. And he talks about the fact that whether it be positive or negative, he talks through the fact that it is still a thing. And the question then becomes for all of us, what will we choose? What will we look like? If you've looked at this month's astrology and you still are reading about Saturn and Jupiter and Aquarius, if you're still reading about what happens with these planets and how they may affect us, and we think about this as being in innovation and in our third house and communication and arts, and we think about what's happening with the energy and the vibration we feel the question is, are we called in whatever way possible to be the mover and the shaker we were meant to be? Because that's what Joseph Chilton Pierce invites us to do. Benny, thank you so much for today. Olivia, thank you for your amazing preparation. And I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on. And by the way, Benny and Sue Storm are coming up next. For more information about us or me, go to the drpatshow.com or go to Transformation Talk Radio. If you want to tune in later tonight on Transformation Talk Radio at four o'clock, we're going to be doing the psychic and the doc and fun, fun, fun on April Fool's Day. Many blessings to all of you and continue to be the crust busters you are. We'll see you next time.